Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. A classic by Bob Seger, Old Time Rock and Roll. And I come into this music because I just recently discovered how amazing Bob Seger is. If you want to look at all of the Bob Seger songs that he sings, Turn the Page, Night Moves, Old Time Rock and Roll, Like a Rock, We Got Tonight, and the list goes on and on and on of all the Bob Seger songs out there. Bob Seger, he's just got one of those voices that makes you want to dance, and it makes you feel like you're entrapped in his music. And it's just a great artist to listen to, Bob Seger. Well, I hope everybody's been doing okay since I last left you here on Off the Cuff. Summer is about over. And not technically over for the rest of the world because summer technically doesn't end till the end of September. But for us professors and us teachers out there, we know that summer is about to end when August comes because school gets back in. You're starting to get that hazy, flush feeling. You know what I'm talking about. There's always that feeling that you get Only teachers and students know, or anyone who works in the school system who's off for the summer, there's this feeling that you get around the first week of August where you start getting that very flush, warm feeling in your body where your stomach starts doing flip-flops. It starts getting just tore all to pieces because, you know, school's about to start. And there's a smell in the air. There's a certain smell that you can smell, and there's a certain buzzing sound that you can hear. You think I'm crazy? No, no, it exists. It's out there for people who work in the school system who's off for the summer when school's about to start back up. It's a horrible feeling. And what's funny about this is I felt this feeling all throughout school. And then when I graduated from college and I started started to have to work in the summer, uh, the feeling went away because you work 12 months a year. But when I got back into teaching full-time, meaning I had summers off, This being my first summer I've had off in years, all those feelings have started coming back. The feeling of of the flush face, the warm sensation, the smell, the sound, it's all coming back. School starting. And then you walk into the Walmart or to the mall and you see back-to-school sales and back-to-school signs just throwing it in your face. It's awful. The first month of school, the first month, August, is the worst because you're trying to get back into the swing of things. You're trying to get back into the groove of working. And then it becomes okay and you get right back into your routine and it's like nothing ever, you never had a break. And, uh, you know, you're you're back to normal and you're ready for next summer. But, ugh, those weeks leading up to school starting, it's it's awful. It's, it's bad. Plus, I got to go back. I love my job, I do, but I have thoroughly enjoyed the summer. The summer's been one of the best summers of my life. I've made a lot of good memories this summer with my friends and with my family, and I've just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, so I wanted to look at what was going on in the world to talk with you guys today here on Off the Cuff about what all was going on, and I found this story. I actually watched a little bit of it on TV live because I'm home during the daytime, so I can watch a little daytime TV, I was watching The View, and I hate The View. I think it's a horrible show, but daytime TV, there's nothing else on. It was on in the background, and Whoopi Goldberg had Judge Janine on on The View, and they were talking about political issues, and 
Somewhere during the interview, things got heated. Words were exchanged between Judge Janine and Whoopi Goldberg. And Judge Janine looked at Whoopi and said, you suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. And what Trump derangement syndrome is, is it's a, it's a term used by Trump supporters to suggest that those who do not support the president are unable to think clearly and logically about the state of the country, which is, a, I think, a very true syndrome. I think that if you do hate Trump enough, it doesn't matter what he does. You're going to not be able to think clearly about it, and you're just going to be like, oh, that's stupid. I hate Trump. Whatever he decides is horrible. That's Trump derangement syndrome. Judge Janine said that Whoopi suffered from that. Well, that set Whoopi off. And apparently, Whoopi told Janine as they were going to commercial break, get out, get out, I'm done with you. And after the show was off the air, things got really heated. And Judge Janine, who hosts her own show on Fox, on the Fox News channel, um, she opened her show addressing the controversy. Take a listen. Whoopi got angry, and what, what the viewing audience, the television audience, didn't see is that they, they popped up the cover of my book as she pushed off the desk, you know, unplugged her, uh, uh, her mic, and then stormed off the set. So I'm there saying, you know, I'm in television. I said, I don't think the segment's over, but I think she just left Janine. I think it's over. So I take off my own mic, and then I, you have to go down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I go down the stairs, and she's right there. And I said something like, Whoopi, you know, I've spent my whole life fighting for victims because we had talked about rapes and all that. And she said to me, as she, she got up in my face, and I read somewhere someone said, well, she, you should have kept walking. I couldn't walk by her. She was at the bottom of the stairs. She says, F you, F you. And then I, I said, did you just say F you? And then she said, get the F out of this building. Get the F out of this building. So I'm there, and I'm like, uh, okay. And you didn't do anything to... Pre- so that's what Janine had to say about the situation. But, of course, there's three sides to every story. What she said, what he said, and what really happened. And here's Whoopi's side. Unless you were under a rock yesterday. You know all about Janine Pirro's appearance here on the show. Now, things got hot on the air. What you expect? That happens a lot. But I want to clear up what happened afterwards because she talked about it on Fox News last night and Fox and Friends this morning or The Five or whatever it is. But she seemed to leave out some key points because... Well, she left a lot of pertinent stuff out. And there were a lot of people backstage, and I want to be very clear about what happened. So there's a lot of spin that she's doing, and I can't do anything about that, but I can tell you what went on. She was upset when she got here because Anna Navarro was here instead of Joy. And after the segment, which ended when it was supposed to, it was not early, it was not late, it ended when it was supposed to, she then called everybody at the table a name I cannot repeat on TV and said it in front of the audience. When I came off stage, I went over there because I was a little hot, okay? So I went to calm down. She came off. She could have just passed me. She didn't need to stop, but she stopped and put a finger in my face and yelled, I've done more for victims than you ever will. Then I said to her some few choice words I cannot repeat. (laughs) Yes, I did say it. I did say it. But I did not spit on her. I did not intimidate her. No one chased her out of here saying get out. But she did leave here cursing at the people who booked the show. She cursed at the guys who do the security for the show. So so th- that, that was the, a whoopee side. If you want 
my side of what I think of it, my two cents, I, I do think it was abuse from the uh, staff and crew of the of the view to treat a guest like that. You don't treat a guest like that. If you are going to be on a show called The View, where you get to go on every single day and express your view on certain things going on in the world, how dare you hold it against someone who has their own particular view that's a guest on a show called The View, talking about their view? How are you going to lash out at them because they have a different view than what you do? And that's what it all boiled down to. Whoopi hates Trump, Janine's a supporter of Trump, and they clashed over it. And I've never seen so much divide between people over the President of the United States. I could, I could care less who the President is. It's not going to change who I am, the type of person that I am. Okay, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump in the election. Does that mean that I agree with everything Trump says? No, it does not. Does that mean that I agree with the things he does and the policies that he's that he sets forth and his ridiculous tweeting at 3 a.m. in the morning? Do I agree with that? No. But people want to, if you voted for him, people want to just attach you to a certain group of just trash, saying that you were just trash if you didn't vote if you voted for Trump. Because you must be just like him if you voted for him. I think that's just ignorance, and I think people just need to get over themselves, and they need to move on and get a life instead of worrying so much about who you voted for in the last election. That's so stupid. The president, at the end of the day, if you want to get real, doesn't have any power. Okay? The Supreme Court makes or breaks the laws in this nation, just like sports gambling. People have been fighting for that their entire careers and just like that, the Supreme Court made it legal. Just like that, within a matter of seconds, they made it legal. Just like marijuana, people fight for the cause of the legalization of marijuana their entire career. They devote their entire life, but the Supreme Court can go in in just a matter of seconds and change it just like that. The Supreme Court has the power. We're, too, we're The President of the United States is the face of the political world in America, and it's the political powerhouse leader, the face of that, yes. But at the end of the day, the president, he has a little bit of power, but not not a lot. Not a lot. He's got enough. We've, we've set this country up to where things can get vetoed. Things cannot get passed. The pres- It's not a one-man show. So people need to get over who you voted for. I don't care. I don't care. If you're a Hillary supporter, if you were a Bernie supporter, hey, it doesn't change who you are in the everyday. I, and people just, they focus too much on that. But that's what these two women got into a scuffle over on The View. And Whoopi, being on a show called The View, I think she was totally in the wrong. She attacked her guest. She does not know how to maintain her temper. She doesn't know how to maintain her anger. And she did a poor job of the anger management, and she let her emotions get the best of her. And when you have a job like she does, you need to be prepared to hear many different views, different than your own. And you need to know how to conduct yourself and carry yourself in a professional manner. And Whoopi did not do that. Yes, Janine, after she felt attacked by Whoopi, she was upset, and she was so disgusted with the view and the staff and the crew that worked there, she cursed them out on her way out. Which she shouldn't have done. She should have been the bigger person and more gracious and left without doing that. But I don't know how somebody like Whoopi 
can still have a job after such unprofessionalism. People don't get fired over unprofessionalism anymore. No, you can scream and curse at people on your show, and that's fine. You don't get fired for it. But boy, if you say one thing out of line that offends anybody, man, they chalk that up as you being a horrible person. That's what they do. If you say something out of line that offends somebody, they think, oh, well, he must be a horrible person, so let's fire him. There's no excuse. I don't care if he apologizes or not. He said it, so that means he's a horrible person. Okay, well, what if someone does something like what Whoopi did and curses at a guest and kicks them out of the uh, out of the building, shows them no respect? What does that say about her character, the type of person she is? Apparently, according to a lot of executives out there in Hollywood, that's okay. That says nothing about your character. But what you say that offends somebody, hmm, that does. People have lost their grip with reality, and logic goes a long way. I don't understand the logic of people getting away with what Whoopi did. If I treated someone like that that came into the place that I worked, no matter how much they were in the wrong, I would have probably got fired if I would have reacted the way Whoopi did. But Whoopi is safe, and she still got her little job hosting the crappy show The View. All right, let's change the subject. I uh, love the summertime. When it comes to sports, you get to watch uh, the sports that doesn't get a lot of coverage throughout the year. But this time in the summer, they they get coverage. You know, the World Cup with soccer. I know it comes around every four years, but it gets coverage around this time. Uh, Golf gets coverage, and NASCAR gets coverage because they're all fighting for their World Cup or, or World Championship or Gold Jacket, whatever they're fighting for or competing for. Uh, but because of all this is going on, I guess since the NASCAR Cup is uh, been happening, they had this documentary on about Dale Earnhardt. And those – when I say Dale Earnhardt, you know who I'm talking about. He was the NASCAR driver. War, he drove the number three black car. He was the Goodyear, Good Wrench. Uh, he was the Dr. Pepper guy. He – Dale Earnhardt was the face of NASCAR. Dale Earnhardt was the Michael Jordan of NASCAR. He was the greatest of all time, and NASCAR built their company around Dale Earnhardt. He was the same as as if it was Hulk Hogan in wrestling or Babe Ruth in baseball. Dale Earnhardt was the face of NASCAR, and the way he went out is, is a story in itself. Watching that documentary about Earnhardt, and he died doing the sport that he loved. Uh, he died in the Daytona 500, which is people say is the biggest race of the year, the Daytona 500. But on February the 18th, 2001, Earnhardt died while doing the last lap of the Daytona 500. It was the final lap, and he got into a crash. And uh, it was with the M&M car, number 36, Ken Schrader. And they, it looked like an average crash on the, on the uh, track. But the way it was is Earnhardt, he was very close to winning the race. And some people say that he let his son and his team member win the race, go in front of him. They said that Earnhardt was happy with finishing that race third. And when you watch the race, it kind of appears that Earnhardt was letting 
his son be in front of him, who finished the race second, and um, his driver that was a part of the Earnhardt team, Michael Waltrip, finished first. So it was set up with Michael Waltrip to finish first, Dell Jr. to finish second, and Earnhardt to finish third. And he died. He would have finished. He would have finished third. The number of his car, number three. But Earnhardt ended up colliding in the final lap and and died. But watching that documentary that day on February the eighteenth, two thousand one, when Earnhardt died, so did NASCAR. NASCAR was never the same. Jeff Gordon became the new king of NASCAR and took the reins over, but it didn't last long. After Earnhardt died, the the fandom of NASCAR died. A lot of Earnhardt fans just couldn't watch it anymore. And I would dare say that 80% of NASCAR fans were Earnhardt fans. And when he died, fans just couldn't get into it anymore. They couldn't go to another driver that they that they loved. They just stopped watching it altogether. So it was uh it's pretty amazing that here we are 17 years later, NASCAR still exists. I thought it was going to be a sport that died. And in 2001, it was in, in the late 90s, NASCAR was at, its, was at its highest. It was riding high. In the early 2000s, it was riding high at its peak. And Earnhardt died, and NASCAR kind of died with it. But uh, we – Dale Earnhardt is a goat, I'm telling you. We overlook him as being uh, one of the greatest of all time in a certain sport. He, without a doubt – will go down as, just like Michael Jordan, will go down as the greatest in basketball, Babe Ruth with baseball, Hulk Hogan with the wrestling. Dale Earnhardt will be that guy to go down for NASCAR. Watch the documentary. It's, I think it was called The Day It Happened. I'm not for sure. I think you can pull it up online. You can uh, pull it up on YouTube and check it out. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's about all I have for you today here on Off the Cuff. Hope everybody has a great week. Still enjoy the rest of your summer. There's still summer left. So enjoy it. Get out. Lay by the pool. Don't sit in the house all day and play video games and watch TV. Get outside. Enjoy the weather. Do something outside. Play golf. Like I said, go to the pool. Ride a bicycle. Walk around. Just sit on the porch. Just spin it outside. You'll be happy you did. I'll see you in the next episode, everybody. I'm Adam Banks.